sometimes the truth hurts. Today, we're going to give you two key strategies for creating more time with your spouse. The first one is really helpful, but the second one is the painful one. Also very helpful, but it's probably going to hurt. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody. This is episode number 99, and we are going to be talking about why it is so hard to create time to spend together and what you can do to actually change that and create the time together that you want to have. Yes. I got thinking there's probably not too many podcast episodes that start with, this is going to hurt. Oh, so yeah. you might not want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, we're giving you the straight goods. Mm-hmm. Last week, we talked about phone addiction. And that's one way we can be with our spouse, but not with them at all. Mm-hmm. Is by having a phone when you're with your spouse. There was air quotes there. So if you missed that episode, be sure to go back and grab it because we show you how to loosen your phone's grip on your life. I almost said wife, but also make sure <laughs> make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcast player right now so that you don't miss any more of our shows where I get to razz my delightful wife, Relinda. <laughs> Should we jump right in? Yeah. All right, let's talk about this, the importance of making time for your spouse. Now, there are a number of studies that support the idea that spending time with your spouse is important to the health of your marriage. No shocker there. Yeah. Let's just take a quick look, though, to validate the idea. Okay. Okay. Study from 1988 looked at 280 couples, how much time they spent together. Here's the cool part. They came back to the same couples five years later, Verlinda, to see how they were doing. And they found a positive relationship between shared leisure time and marital stability as in the marriage lasted through the end of five years. Okay. On the other hand, marital dissolution, as they call it, which would be divorce or separation, was associated with less shared leisure time. So the two activities most associated with marital stability, which is the marriage, the marriages that lasted through the five years, were recreation, and that's active recreation activities like bowling or swimming or skating, skiing, fishing, boating, camping, pleasure drives. Okay. And the other one was TV watching. What? Well, I get the first one, but the last one surprised me. Yeah. But then I am biased against the consumption of TV. What I am wondering, though, from listening to other couples is that it seems that some couples get really into the story of the shows together, and that becomes a point of common interest and discussion for them. They kind of interact around it. But I don't know. We don't own a TV. We don't have a Netflix subscription. We do watch movies occasionally if we feel they're not going to violate our core values. But uh, that's just, yeah, that's news, that one. Yeah. Hmm. So what do you think? As our listener, we'd love to hear back from you. If you find that watching TV is a positive shared point of contact for you, let us know. What do you watch? What does that do for you? I'm all ears. Yeah, that's interesting. But continuing on with the leisure time, this is also associated with greater marital satisfaction. So there's another study from 2009, which cited another study from 2003, which used some really big words in which they provided a descriptive analysis of the relationship between couple time and satisfaction for a sample of Florida adults in romantic relationships. The most satisfied couples in their sample report were spending about 50% more waking hours with each other than the least satisfied couples. Oh, that's quite a difference. Yes. Wow. Hmm. And so those are just a couple studies, but I really do think it's common sense, more Mm -hmm. time together. And it's supported by the research that spending time together just makes for a more satisfying marriage. I mean, you kind of get married to be together. So if you're not spending time together, why are you married? Right. 
not saying that you should go get divorced, but maybe you should spend no. more time together. Or try to. Yeah. And, and also not wanting to put pressure on those folks who, I don't know, they have husbands in or wives in... The military uh, yep. or something. Yeah. This is no criticism of any of that. Yeah. But just if you do have the option, you should. Yeah. Because it works. So what makes spending time together so hard? And this is interesting. This is another study from 2011. And they looked at what household characteristics would predict a couple's time or lack of time together. So they looked at just over 4,000 households. And when they studied all these households, there were two areas that were significantly correlated with spending less time together. Yep. If there was long working hours. Which makes sense. Yeah. And if there were small children in the household. <laughs> which definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could be together in the same room, but it's not like it's together, together time. time. Yes. Yeah. And so what they found is that the difference between the ability for a single earner and dual earner couples to spend time together was actually small. Oh. Because as soon as one partner has to go to work, it becomes difficult to do things together. Oh, yeah. So if you're a single earner family, the moral of the story is quit your job and spend time with your wife. <laughs> Perfect. That'll oh. solve all the issues. <laughs> <laughs> And stay tuned for our episode on financial struggles. Yeah. Okay. So, but these are very real issues, right? Long working hours and small children. You and know, they're both exhausting. They are. And uh, certainly the second one is never fixable. Like you can't get rid of them. No. But you know what? You can train them to respect boundaries. Yes. And yeah. And the first one may seem... And in some cases may actually be genuinely unfixable. Yeah. But probably is more along the seems to be unfixable line for most of us, if we're really honest. Yeah. Given the standard of living we're trying to keep. Yeah, that's true. So we wanted to give you guys some ideas on what you can do to spend more time with your spouse. And we want to give you two key strategies here. This is the part where, you know, one's great and the other one's going to hurt a little bit. But it's still great. Yes. We'll let them decide after we finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. The first one is to look at your roadblocks. Uh, the things that get in your way of spending the time together. Yeah. And re redefine them as opportunities. And I'm going to give you some ways to do that. The second is to do the harder sort of really value-laden work of deciding what is most important to you. That's mm -hmm. a little spoiler alerts for what's coming on the more painful end of things. Okay. So now we're going to take these roadblocks. Yes. And redefine them as opportunities. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Okay. Because... So you take these things that, that you see as restraints mm -hmm. and in your mind, you start to shift towards these are possible to work around. So the researchers were looking at this and they, they looked at the couples and they said, all couples are working around a variety of restraints, which represent all the activities they have to complete in a day. There's stuff you got to do. Yeah. Things like work and school responsibilities, childcare, housework, all these demands, they can look inflexible and impossible to work around, but are they? That's the question. So here's some thoughts. Okay. Couples can create more leisure time together by postponing housework. Okay. Arranging alternative care for children. Or you can do it together. Postponing housework. Sorry, I'm still back caring. on the first point. <laughs> <laughs> and caring for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, taking paid or unpaid leave. Mm-hmm. Doing non-market activities together. Non-market activities refers to work that's unpaid, such as housework and childcare. Oh, yeah, I just said that. Yep. Reassess who contributes to housework and other household demands. Okay, that might be in the painful section. Yeah. <laughs> and then connecting at different times than you have been thinking about connecting. Yeah. So I'd love to connect after supper. 
But oh. when we had little munchkins, we used to connect after they were put to bed, which was even yes. later on. Yes. And part of that was working hard as a team to train the kids to go to bed, to stay there and to be quiet so that we could have that time. Right. When we needed it. Yeah. And also doing all sort of the child rearing and the household stuff in the time between supper and when they wanted to do that. So it didn't fit the ideal time for me, but the outcome was that we still got time together. Right. Okay. And I think that's where this point is. We start working around these restraints. We didn't necessarily reduce the amount of restraints that we had, but we managed to kind of lump them and then work around them to get the outcome that we wanted. Right. Okay. Making sense? Yeah. Just do them at this time so that we could have this time together. Now, I just got to rag on the guys for a minute here. Studies suggest that the time spent on housework is gender specific in terms of how it affects couples shared time. So guys, I have to speak the truth here and I apologize for this, but this study from 2004. You never need to apologize for the truth. To husbands, yeah. To husbands. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the part that you was written on your face, but not in your voice. (laughs) So this study uh, from 2004 found that when husbands increase their share of housework, there's also an increase in marital interaction. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. The same result was not found when wives increase their share of housework. Ouch. Well, I think what this is saying is that wives shouldn't do as much housework. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, people. You can take the research and make it say whatever you want. And because you're a podcast, now you're an authority and you must be right. Oh, obviously. Yeah. And I think that you should take over the laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll hold you to that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was three points back. What were you talking about? Ace track. Ah. So he also, uh, the, the other researcher now, also commented in on this in his study about guys oh, and housework. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his study showed that men and women vary in how they report shared leisure time with their spouse. So I just want to unpack this a little bit. Husbands reported spending more time with their wives than wives reported spending with their husbands. I can see that. Now, but people are spending time together. It's physically the same amount of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's an interpretation of whether it's perceived as together time or not. Yeah, but you know what? Like, we could be sitting on the couch watching TV, except we don't have one, but let's hypothetically here. And you think we're having great together time, and I'm folding the mountain of laundry beside me on the couch. Right. You know, like that. It's perception, right? Yeah. And and so husbands are more likely than wives to report the time they do spend together as a joint leisure activity. Right. Well, like, yeah, in that case, just sums it up. Like, me folding laundry while you watch TV is not quite joint leisure. In your estimation. In my estimation. And so again, the researcher notes this and he, his thought was that spouses might be doing two different activities, like you're suggesting, mm-hmm. while they're spending time together. Like, so the husbands may engage primarily in one leisure activity, just like you're suggesting, such as watching TV. The wives may at the same time also be doing household chores. Now, now here's, here's the problem though, is that husband comes to the end of that evening and he thinks he's put in the time with his wife and she wants more and then they're not, nobody knows how that fight started. Oh, Right. So this is why I wanted to say, hey, I'm waving a red flag here. Just take a look at this one, guys, because uh, what you may be counting as together time, your wife is not. Right. So that's a conversation you need to have Mm -hmm. to talk together about what you consider together time to be and whether you're both sort of what? To talk together. There's too many togethers all together there. Together to be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. Yeah. Talk about your together time. Okay, together. Yeah, next, <laughs> next time you're together. Okay. And, and uh, uh, sorry, I got all twisted on my togethers and times and stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, oh yes. And then also you need to look at 
and state verbally so your spouse knows Mm -hmm. what you do not consider as time together, even though you might be together. Oh, my dear. This is getting hard to keep track of. (laughs) Who is on first? (laughs) So, So as an example for me, gathering with our church, I love to do together, but I don't consider it together time. Right. Yeah. Okay. And well, I was thinking even about doing dishes with kids yeah. versus without the kids. Like when we like do when dishes, it, the two of us. Yeah. Together. Together. To me, that's together time. Yeah. But when the kids are involved, which I think is a very good thing in teaching them how to clean up the kitchen, whatever, that's not together time, even though we're together doing it. It's family together time. It's not couple. Yeah. Together yeah. Yeah. Time, yeah. Right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't count in the same category. No. Yes. It still counts. Yeah. But different category. Nice yep. way to put it. Yeah. Okay. So I can again, tell you weren't listening there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, busted. I'm, I'm just trying to keep this moving here. So husbands also report more Thanks leisure time. Me. Shh. Husbands also report more leisure time overall, like separate and together. And it gives them more time to spend on household chores and it frees up time later to spend as a couple. So this is for guys that come to this and engage in it, right? So what it's saying is, husband, if you get in there and help your wife, you can probably help create that together time just from your added effort. Okay. Since you're alone, like if she's not with you or she's not counting it as together time, you might as well help. Okay. You know what I mean? So so here, like, okay, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, you're folding laundry. Yeah. Okay. If you're not counting that as together time, I might Ooh. as well help you fold laundry. Get it done faster. And then we can have together time. Yes. That will count. Okay. Got it. Yes. Because you can imagine how unattractive it is, uh, husbands, for your wife to know that you're waiting for her to finish household chores so that you can make her feel special (laughs) with together time. That's kind of lame, right? Yeah. So don't be that guy. So the first strategy here is to look at these fixed constraints or limitations and figure out how you can work around them. That's that's sort of uh, part A of part one which is working around them, finding different ways to do things. But the part B of this is, is to, to really have that discussion about what the together time is and whether you're both calling the same thing, the same mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Do you know what, going back to your point about it being unattractive, that you're waiting for her to finish her thing so you can make it feel yes. special. There's this joke that was going around. It was like woman to get out of the house. Yeah. And she's got like 500 things to do and he has a shower and gets dressed and then says, oh, aren't you ready for our date, honey? Like, yes. Yeah, exactly. And so these constraints kind of go throughout all of our lives. And if you even think about work for Linda, like, you know, I could work very long hours to feel like I'm providing to make you feel extra special, to give you the nicer home and a nicer vehicle Mm -hmm. and nicer holidays. And we're not getting together time. Right. But, you know, I'm I think I'm putting my like I'm investing in our marriage. Okay. But if that doesn't count in your books then it's more of a detriment. Yes. Huh. Okay. And and so what if, this is where you need to have discussions about these and whatever domain of life is most constraining for you. Like in that example, what if you both accept a lower standard of living in exchange for a higher standard of marital satisfaction? Hmm. But I think the key is there, you both have to accept it. Yes. Huh. Yeah. That's good. So that one's just kind of, think about that. All right. The last one is, about prioritizing and choosing what is most important to you. And, you know, previously we sort of came at some obvious points here, which is the whole idea of making time together, right? And then being careful about the definition of that. But the clincher is this, that although factors such as long work hours do make it more difficult to find time to spend together as a couple, studies 
also show that time restraints such as this aren't the biggest factor. So what we just talked about was not the most important part of the problem. Okay. And I'm going to quote the researcher here. In the long run, decisions about the amount of time couples allocate to work in other demands may be influenced by the quality of their relationships and how much time they want to spend together in leisure and other discretionary activities. And so he believes that the crux of this issue, and I totally agree with him on this, is how much you want to spend time with your spouse and what you're willing to give up to make that happen. It's really about the want. Yeah. So So if you want it bad enough, you'll get it. You'll choose to give up other activities for the sake of being together. Hmm. How did he he come to this, this idea looking at these couples, right, is the question. So let me, let me quote again here. He said that although each additional hour of work represents one less hour of potential couple time, the results show that hours spent working do not necessarily come at the expense of couple time. And one reason is that couples may choose to spend an additional hour of time doing something other than being together, mm-hmm. like some individual activity. Okay. Another reason may be that when they lose potential couple hours to work, couples elect to share with each other more of their time in other activities. So, so just because somebody works an extra hour doesn't have to mean that, oh, it's an hour out of our couple time. Yeah. You could take that hour out of something you were going to do individually. Yes. Or you could share yes. an activity maybe that you weren't previously going to share. Yes. So if work is the excuse that's being put out yeah. as to why we don't have time together, is that the real issue? Oh. Eh? Or is the real issue that you're... You're deliberately withholding time from your spouse. You're not wanting it. That's the point. Huh. Or your spouse is doing this to you. They're deliberately yeah. withholding the time from you. And I don't know why that might be for our listeners or how you got there. But if this is you, what? I just think though, like to me, that sounds like, okay, husband works overtime. So therefore it's the husband's fault. We don't spend, like it would be really easy to turn it to, right. it's his fault. Right. Fair enough. But it could be that, you know, things got crazy. He can't help that for yep. now. Yep. And you got offended only, and yeah. decide, fine, I'm not going to do this with him. Yeah. You know, like it goes both ways. I don't think we can just say it's the person who works and it's their fault. Like yes. maybe it's the wife that works yeah. overtime, yeah. but we can't just say it's the workers yeah. fault. No one. Does that make sense? Yeah. I appreciate you calling me out on that because again, we got to stay non-judgmental here. Sometimes work goes crazy. It's just how life rolls, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and sometimes you just got to hunker down and do that. Yeah. And it's almost like you even know that it's going to impact your marital satisfaction. I would say, try to find, you know, a little 10 minutes somewhere that you could do something extra or different if you can. But even talking about that, like, you know what? I really miss you. And I'm glad that this is going to end, you know. Like your project's done in two months. I can wait. Yeah. I'll be here, baby. You know what I mean? So couples can agree to do that. But this, this is stuff to be talked about. Yeah. But I'm thinking, Verlinda, a little bit more along the sort of long-term lines of, of there's a chronic pattern of, you know, we wish we had more time yes. together, but nobody's doing anything different to make that happen. Yes. And it could be his overtime hours, but it could be she's put pressure on him with regards to a standard of living that she wants. Mm-hmm. Or maybe her priorities have shifted and that was the goal for them. And he's still going down a track that she's got off of and, it, and now it's more important to her that they connect. Oh. And maybe that's more important to him too, but he doesn't know that the deal has changed. I don't know. Like there's so many op- op possibilities, right? Yes. Yes. So I'd love to hear from our listeners on this. 
And that's where I was going with this. If you're feeling this pain, I'd love it if you could shoot me a note through our website. I'd love to hear your story. We've had a number of people tell us this is an issue in their marriage, a lot, actually. Yeah. And I'd love to know in your marriage, what do you think is the root cause for not having enough time together? That's really what we're pushing you towards here is talking about root causes. And I think in doing this, like I know for me, I'm thinking in my own head, okay. Yeah. You know, obviously it's my husband's fault. He won't do this, this, and this. Yeah. <laughs> but as I tell the kids, like, no, what did you do here? You know, I'll ask your sister your in a minute what she did, but what are you doing? What did you do? Yes. How so you try and think of how you're contributing as well as yeah. what your spouse is doing. Yeah. And that's the part I'm curious about is as much as we can point to factors like small children, long working hours. Yeah. It's also about choices we're making to do other things instead of making time for each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the part I'd love to hear about. So if, if that was a bit of a, a bit of a gut punch for you, and you're like, oh boy, we got to do something to change this. I would certainly invite you to reach out just as we said there, but I've also got a worksheet you can download in addition to that. It just takes you through these pieces one by one with some excellent questions to get you thinking about how you can move from where you are today to having more time together and really connecting. And you can get that worksheet by opening your browser to oyf.link slash 99 or by texting the word podcast to 92. 92 spouse. If you got to pay for text messages, you'll have to pay for those texts. We do send a few back and forth just to get your information. But once again, you can text the word podcast to 9292 spouse, or you can open your browser and go to oaf.link slash 99. Make sure you grab that worksheet today, print it off, go through it with your spouse tonight. Mm. Okay. Anything else? Well, I was just trying to think back to when we had the little kids at home and yeah. we had no money. Like we couldn't afford babysitters. Nope. So we used to do sushi dates at home after the kids went to bed. Take out sushis. Take out. Take out sushis cheaper than eating in a restaurant. Yes. The kids were in bed. So it was our together time. Yep. And it was like our... Every second week. I can't really remember. Oh, I can't remember either. Yeah. But it was just like our downtime. Yep. And we didn't like... It wasn't a really emotionally connecting time as such, but it was more like a, oh, like a relief from the daily it was a rest. grind. Yeah. Yep. Because it's busy with little kids. It is. And it's really tiring on folks. Yeah, yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. So you folks, you can make this happen. We did. We think you can too. Absolutely. If you would like to uh, get involved with our mission to help save marriages through our podcast, we'd like to ask you to contribute to our crowdfunding campaign. We want to reach 5,000 marriages a week through this podcast. That's our target right now. We're nearly, actually, I think we're just over a third of the way there. We can't do that without your help. And for even $5 a month, you can help us move towards making that a reality. Please go to oif.link slash give. That's the word give, G-I-V-E, to learn more about how you can help us reach more marriages. And once again, that URL is oif.link slash give. And we'd very much appreciate if you could help us out there. We do have an iTunes review here too, babe. We do. It says, great resource, five stars by Crow.Vance from the US, who says, I am a marriage and family therapist, and I enjoy listening to this podcast for personal enrichment as well as challenge professionally. They do a great job of being authentic about their faith and showing how the research lines up with scripture. If the information and enrichment found here is not helping your marriage, then that is a good indicator that you may need to seek professional help. Hope you enjoy listening as much as I do. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome to have feedback from another professional in our field. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I actually had another therapist not too long ago. She wrote in to say that she recommends shows of ours to her clients too. Which is really cool. Yeah. So we have an anniversary to announce. Next week is our 100th episode, which almost seems surreal. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to be a little bit vulnerable and tell you about what it's like being married and being in business together. And we're going to reflect a little on our journey with OIF and the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And maybe talk a little bit about what's coming down the pipe. So we'd love to have you dial in or download that episode. Mm -hmm. That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 99. That's nine, nine. Remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word and share this with others who would also be blessed by it. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.